For the second week in a row, NXT beats AEW in the ratings. Yes, the Great American Bash beat Fighter Fest. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Two new number one contenders. So let's shit rolling. I'm Chris the Heat Matthews. He's Gary G. Money Mon. And joining us, as always, the tennis Jesus himself, Carl Crossland. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 49 of the motherfucking WrestleGeddon Pod. Oh, yeah. New WCW Smash and Slam What you gonna do, brother? New WWF figures got the power. Dad, is my turn yet? It's only been ten minutes. It's been four hours. What's up with that? Oh, my God! Hey, yo. American Bash beat fucking Fighter Fest. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, another week. Come to you from the Bright Rose Event Studios, ready to rock and roll. We are on that expressway to another week of Fighter Fest and another thrown together American Bash. What's going on, fellas? Well, nothing much. Just sitting in my bathtub. <laughs> do, wait, you have if you're in the bathtub, right? all I need to know, do you have a little bit of the bubbly? I do have a little bit of the bubbly. Uh, let's just say we're out of toilet paper here at the house. So <laughs> I'm just making do or, you know, making do. Oh, man. I love it. Using the at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs toilet paper when you have wash rags? <laughs> mm, I like it. Oh, man. Good times, good times. All right. So on that note, ladies and gentlemen, please remember to follow us on social media at Pod with two Ds on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Pod with one D, and like the Facebook page. Lots of cool stuff happening over there com slash well and you can also find us on poor hub free little d's <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe man. we'll post some uh, bathtub pics <laughs> the bathtub pics we're starting the wrestlegeddon podcast only fans um that's actually our big announcement for 52 <laughs> <laughs> Nine ninety five a month. We'll get you bathtub <laughs> picks from the Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, and his Chris, you're cutting, you're cutting mm-hmm. in and out a little bit. Just so you know. What the hell am I cutting in and out for? I don't know. You sound like a robot sometimes, and then you sound really good sometimes. But it's he all right. Really good. He sounded good on my end. It might just be your connection, Garrett. Could be. Could Maybe. be. I guess we will find out when I edit. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we're not redoing anything, so y'all just going to have to suffer through it. So. Oh, yeah. That's how we roll. One and done, baby. One and done. You know, <laughs> if anybody wants to donate some microphones, we would happily uh, take them. Some microphones, some audio editing equipment, a laptop. We good. <laughs> Yep. 
Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so if you got any comments, questions, concerns, or if you would like to become a sponsor, yes, we're going to start begging people to sponsor us. Uh, you can email us at askrussellgeddon at gmail.com. Uh, on that note, uh, I really don't have anything housekeeping last week. We did pose the question on Twitter. Uh, there are a couple of responses for, and that was, who is better between Ref Jeffs and AEW's Aubrey? So who is better? First of all, this shouldn't be a question uh, because, you know, women's I'm not saying women's refs don't matter. I'm glad we have women's refs. I actually like both of them, but it shouldn't be a figural point of viewership. They're a referee and they should be a referee. We shouldn't be like, oh, this one's better than the other one because they're this or that. They're a referee at the end of the day. They're not supposed to be like your high dollar uh, what you the whole point of why you watch the match is because of the referee. It's not what it is. But to answer your question, it's Ref Jeff. <laughs> That's who it is. So all you AW uh, fangirls can uh, go kiss my ass. Uh, I am also in agreement with that and I do like Ref Jess better uh, than I like Aubrey nothing against Aubrey but I think you know unless it a a specific storyline calls for a referee to be involved or you know to be like a character like um, for example Nick Patrick being the NWO ref Charles Robinson, you know, being a uh, little nature, you know, stuff like that. Um, Earl Hepner with the screw job, how they that kind of took off with him. I, the ref's not a character to me. Like the, you know, I have I have referees that I like that I think do like better jobs than other referees, like John Cone. I think is a better. Oh, it's probably one of the better referees right now in WWE's market. But out of the two of them, Ref Jess is definitely I think the better ref. I like downtown Bruno. It was rough in USWA. Ah, <laughs> uh, USWA. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's not the question, Carl. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Uh, ref Jess. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So it's you. I love it. The Wrestle Gun Podcast are fans of Ref Jess. Hands yes, down. Oh, uh, what yeah, else? Jesse the Body Ventura was probably like one of the better referees of all time. But he wasn't a full time ref, though. Yeah, no. He was just a ref for that one per view. That's who we're talking about, right? Jesse the Body Ventura? No. Uh, no. Oh damn! My bad. <laughs> I was like, shit. I thought we were going on a tangent about freaking like special guest referees being good. I was like, shit. You can still Austin in there. He used to be in fucking every referee. I was Jeez. about to throw in uh, James Buster Douglas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was just a, just a joke, guys. I was just kidding. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
Oh man. But it's still rough just though. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh good lord. All right. You guys got anything else you want to talk about before we get into the news? I mean, I think we need to talk about that uh Sergeant Slaughter uh apparently likes our channel. I like some some of the stuff we talk about. Some yes, of the stuff I was talk about. I was actually going to get into that on the uh, the points of articulation, but we can talk about it now. Uh, nah, it's too far away. I like talking about Sergeant Slaughter. He's awesome. All right. Sergeant Slaughter is awesome. He is one of my favorites. Uh, I actually met Slaughter a few years ago. He signed my um, uh, Hall of Fame, not Hall of Fame, uh, Legends Elite figure that is actually not on the wall downstairs. It is actually upstairs. In uh in the bedroom, so Ooh. one of the one of the few things my wife let me actually hang on the wall in the bedroom. So <laughs> yes, so yeah, Sergeant Salter is awesome. Um, so basically, this whole thing started. Uh, there is a new figure line coming out called Action Force. So basically, it's a six-inch figure line. Um, looks to be like GI Joe-esque kinda. Um. But they did, like, I never even heard of this until I saw that Sergeant Slaughter was a part of this. Saw, like, the that he tweeted out the, the promo video and everything for it. I was like, oh, shit, that looks awesome. So I was doing some more research on it. I was like, you know what? This is kind of cool. And I've kind of been segueing into, like, Hasbro's putting out a G.I. Joe six-inch line. So I was kind of thinking about getting into those as well. But if not, you know, the Slaughter can still fit in with my wrestling figures obviously because it's sergeant slaughter so i post on um on our twitter uh, about this figure and the link to um to big bad toy store to pre-order it so they got into a conversation with our good friends at the run-in podcast uh tommy paradise we're talking going back and forth a little bit about it and a couple other figures and all of a sudden like i hadn't checked twitter in a while like a few hours and then I happened to pick up my phone, look at it, and I got a bunch of notifications. I was like, what the hell? So I'm looking at it, and Sergeant Slaughter like went nuts on our post to the point where he threatened to come find us and make us do push-ups if we don't buy the figure. <laughs> I was like, dude, like I got it. <laughs> I already pre-ordered, man. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> so That's awesome. So, and then on top of that, we are now being followed on Twitter by Sergeant Slaughter. So that was pretty cool. That was that was actually this past Saturday. That was the highlight of my Saturday. So it was awesome. That sounds awesome. I love those six inch toys. (laughs) Well, the figure's cool. Um, like like I said, it'll fit in with your the GI Joe figures that are coming out, or worst case, it'll it'll look pretty good on my shelf next to. Oh, uh, the other three Sergeant Slaughter figures that I have from Mattel. So it's pretty cool. So, so that was actually one of my pre-orders for uh, points of articulation this week was that that Sergeant Slaughter figure. So, you, know, you can find it bigbadtoystore.com. Um, they got it. It's right there on the front page. It's cool. The pre-orders for Big Bad, sometimes they will have you pay a portion of the the pre-order, I think it's like five or ten percent of the pre-order down, depending on the um, the price of it. But there's no money down on this one, so and it's not being released until March of next year, I believe, or it's early 2021. So 
pretty psyched for that one. So definitely check that out. All right. Anything else? <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm good. Okay. Carl, you got anything for uh for some housekeeping? Uh no, man. I was ready to get into the news. All right. Well, you heard it from Tennessee Jesus. Let's jump into the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 Okay, news this week. It's kind of slim, a little slim, but it's some, it's some pretty big stuff in here. Uh, we'll start with, let's see, WWE has released the uh, UK, NXT UK talent, Travis Banks and Ligero. Um, that was, of course, after their allegations from the speaking out movement. Um, and probably, I mean, Ligero was pretty cool. I liked watching him wrestle. I really don't remember Travis Banks at all, though. Apparently, they released a couple referees, too. But the looks like the biggest thing coming with the speaking out thing, since majority of the the talent that's been pegged have been UK talent. WWE is looking at shutting down their NXT UK like completely. Like was the the big rumor for that. So I don't know if that's actually going to happen, or if it's all just rumor and hearsay right now. But honestly, with the bulk of their talent coming out and the uh, the speaking out thing, I wouldn't be surprised if they do shut it down. Do they not have uh, hookers in the UK? Uh, I think in Denmark. Wherever it's legal, wherever it's legal to smoke weed, well, they Denmark have hookers. Is not the UK. Yeah, Denmark is not not UK. UK uh, is sure. like England. Like, yeah, uh, England, Scotland, Ireland. Scotland. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Guys, let's get a hooker, man. Stop forcing people to do shit. I know, right? Maybe. Especially if they're underage. Like, I get it, you know, 16 is, like, legal age of consent, I guess, in Britain. But, dude, that's still a kid. Like, really? It's fucked up. But, um, yeah, it's all pretty much just um, allegations right now. Like we said last week, the um, the UK police department, whenever police department was looking into a lot of the accusations and starting investigations on those, so... um everyone's innocent until proven guilty. But like I said last week, that's not something that we condone any type of sexual assault or abuse, anything like that. It's just, it's not cool, man. Nope. Not cool. Uh, let's see. Um, another victim. I wouldn't say victim, but another, another name for the speaking out uh, movement was Michael Elgin, um, who was released from impact wrestling this week, along with, Tessa Blanchard. So Tessa Blanchard released from Impact, uh, mainly due to her refusal to film promos with a camera phone <laughs> and other attitude problems. Um, I've heard through the rumor mill that uh, the reason why she was refusing to do promos, though, is because Impact wasn't holding up their end of uh, whatever agreement they had with her as far as sending in the, the promos. I honestly wouldn't be surprised because Impact has been a bit of a shit show when it comes to their backstage stuff. I mean, and that goes back to 
I honestly, I think it's been since they brought in Hogan and Bischoff. I think everything just went downhill from there. Honestly, I think prior to that, with Jeff Jarrett still running things, I don't think it was as bad. At least I don't hear as many bad stories as I do from that whole post Hogan Bischoff thing. So, even now, even up till now, honestly. Uh, let's see. But with that, Tessa was also when she was going to um, enter her match for the Impact World Championship against um, Sammy Callahan. There's a lot of stuff that came out with her with being racist and a bully, locker room bully, all this other stuff, which I'm sure did not help um, with her keeping her job with Impact. And I'm sure that was a big factor of her getting a release as well. Um, but with that, there's been rumor that WWE has had a high interest in her. But my question with that is, should WWE or AEW pursue Tessa Blanchard, knowing that she has attitude problems and you know has made racist comments towards other members of locker rooms that she's been in? Uh, I'm going to say, um, yes, they should pursue her. Uh... I mean, if you just go down the list of former WWE or current WWE talent, uh, there's a lot of them that have attitude problems and or said or done some racist stuff in the past. Um, uh, Michael P.S. Hayes. Uh, actually, not so much him as well as like, uh, I was thinking more of like Randy Orton. <laughs> well, Hayes had, Hayes had a, a bit of a... Uh... A thing I think it was a Mark Henry where he had some like racial slurs and stuff on a uh, European oh, flight he? after he was drunk. Yeah, yeah, I didn't hear about that. I thought yeah, you was... like the whole like fabulous Freebird thing. Uh no, no. Hayes has uh has definitely made quite a few racist comments directed towards some people. So. Uh, I, I nothing recent. Everything's been like in the last like ten years, but I haven't seen anything recent. I mean, I know he had, like, some things with, like, Junkyard Dog, but I thought that was, like, them trying to get heat because Junkyard Dog was the face type thing. But Man, maybe it kind of like, spills over in real life, you know? Yeah. Um, I – with Tessa's ability, like, her in-ring ability, I definitely think that point she would be – an asset to whatever locker room she goes to, WWE or AEW, I think AEW needs her more than WWE does to bolster their uh, women's division. I mean, to to be honest, like I don't think AEW has anybody that's kind of <laughs> talented enough to, you know, what I'm saying to have, you know, what I'm saying like to have like real good matches, like to be her strong. You know, what I'm saying, I think. Um. I think WWE would like benefit more one because I think they could probably handle her a lot better than AEW could, uh, just from the fact of how it's run, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I also think... they have a lot of they have a lot of talent that could keep her in check. You know, what I mean, like she wouldn't go to WWE as the top dog per se. You know, what I'm saying because yeah. you still have your Charlottes and stuff. But if she went to AEW, she's like hands down would be the best female talent on that roster 
And then plus would probably be better than half the male talent on the roster. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think what AEW is missing that veteran aspect in their women's division. Like, honestly. So I think what I think Tessa would elevate a lot of the talent that's in there. Like, could you imagine Tessa versus Sheeta? How good of a match that would be? Uh, I mean, I think it would be all right. And just like I said, like to me, like who would you like? Who in AEW would you believe would beat Tessa in like a, a regular match? Nyla Rose. Mm. I mean, Nyla Rose is all right, but she has a lot of work to do. <laughs> Our role model, Britt Baker. <laughs> yeah, Britt. Brit, I, I don't like Britt Baker, but. <laughs> She's your role model. You have to like her. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, I think I think we'll get more. If she goes to WWE, we'll get more quality matches, um, especially, like, with her and Charlotte, her and Sasha, her and Bailey. Tessa and Asuka, or even like NXT with like Mercedes Martinez, Mia Yim, um, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, Candice Array. Like, we'd get a lot of quality matches out there. And the possibility of her going to WWE also causes, also brings like a small possibility of getting like a true four horsewomen type of stable. Which with her and Charlotte and like someone like Shayna Baszler who they're not doing anything with and maybe like another talent from like NXT or something like Candice Array or like Dakota Kai or even like um uh Raquel Gonzalez. It's a lot of a lot of potential there. So either way, I think we benefit from the the quality of matches that we'd get. Yes, absolutely. And that is the first thing Garrett has said in like 10 minutes. Well, you guys have been like <laughs> hogging all the microphones and letting y'all talk. <laughs> I mean, she's definitely going to do better in, in uh, WWE than she's going to do in, in a, uh, freaking AEW because AEW has a trash women's division. I think you have to be like somebody's girlfriend to be a wrestler in AEW, right? Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Yes, you are correct. Rio, <clears throat> uh, excuse us, man. It's, I got it's like some like allergy flare up right there. <laughs> Where that came from? I don't know. And it's like it's Rio itis, <laughs> something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but that that's pretty much it for the news. They're really, like I said, it is a pretty slow week. I didn't really see a whole lot um, as far as that goes. I don't know if anything has popped up since we started recording. I think Randy Orton now supports Black Lives Matter or something like that. Or Big E said something about it or I don't know. That was in the news when I was kicked earlier. Uh, I guess you know. Um, uh, a while back, Randy Orton like tweeted like "All Lives Matter" like a while back. Oh yeah, yeah. So I guess like he posted recently, 
um, something about like um, he understands how like all lives matter could be like divisive, and uh, you can't say all lives matters until Black Lives Matter. Uh, and then I guess somebody asked Biggie about it in the podcast, and he was saying that like um, for Randy Orton to say that, he, well, he's like one of the more like conservative people they knows, and yeah, uh, this you know I guess like um, saying that like black uh, athletes should speak up, like when it comes to like their white counterparts, just like educate them on stuff. I mean, definitely. I mean. It- even the smallest of platform, you still have a voice. Like we still have a voice. I mean, we've reached like less than 20 people a week, apparently. I mean, I don't know. We may, it may be more than that, but like we still have a voice and on a bigger stage like that, on a bigger platform with more followers, especially Twitter, someone like Randy Orton definitely has a bigger platform. And for him to go from all lives matter to, you know, getting more educated on the subject and being, you know, okay, you know, all lives do matter, but only until, you know, black lives matter. Cause like I've said it before, like if you follow me on social media, um, it all lives don't matter until black lives do matter. And that's, that's the point so you can't say that until, until everyone matters. But um, but it's cool that, that Orton has, you know, said something like that and like educated himself more on the subject. Um, I actually got a couple, couple little tidbits here. Um, looks like Ember Moon may have to have a second surgery. Oh man. So it looks like her, her career is still, um, still up in the air, um, uh, which sucks. Because I am a huge fan of Ember Moon. Um, I know everybody's tired of hearing it, but I am undefeated against Ember Moon in Words with Friends. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that, that kind of sucks. I was really like, she really just begun to scratch the surface of her uh, main roster career. And there's so much more that could have been done with her and so much more left to do. Uh, what else happened? I just saw something else on here. Apparently there's rumors. EC three is still floating around. Like impact's been playing his music during segments with moose and like other people. Um, apparently now he's possibly AEW bound. So like EC three. Oh, I thought you were talking about moose. I was like, Oh man, maybe Carl will figure out who he is. No, <laughs> No, they've been playing um, EC3's music anytime Moose has been on TV. Yeah, I know so, you've been telling me about that. Yeah. That'd be interesting. But um, actually, the thing is, I just saw um, Brian Myers, formerly known as Kurt Hawkins, posted on Twitter like a little teaser video. July 18th is when all those non-compete clauses from the expires nice so and uh, quite a few people pop up here in the near future um also with that there is big talks of gallows and anderson signing with impact 
with them teasing the reformation of Aces and Eights, uh, which Gallows was a part of Aces and Eights. Uh, they could possibly be bringing in Gallows and Anderson and the reformation of Aces and Eights. And plus, that still allows them to work their work any New Japan dates that they schedule. So that'll be cool. Pretty cool. So I may watch Impact again just for uh, Gallows and Anderson. Right. Uh, there. What's that? I I said when Heath Slater goes there too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um. But funny, funny little note is that um, Impact Slam Anniversary is actually July eighteenth. Awesome. So the we'll uh, actually I'll run down that card real quick. Um, so it looks like they have there's a fatal four way match that they're doing. It's Ace Austin versus Eddie Edwards versus Trey Miguel versus a mystery competitor for the Impact World Title. Uh, Jordan Grace versus Deanna Perazzo for the Impact Knockouts Title. Josh Alexander, Ethan Page, aka the North, will be taking on. And Sammy Callahan for the Impact Tag Team Titles. That's just like some random ass shit. <laughs> uh, Willie Mack will be taking on Chris Bay for the Impact X Division Championship. And Rosemary versus Nevaeh versus Sue Young versus Kira Hogan versus Taya versus Tasha, Tasha Steeles versus Alicia Edwards versus Kylie Ray versus Kimberly versus Havoc in a number one contender gauntlet match. Did you get all that, so Carl? It's, <laughs> it's uh, literally like yeah. Impact has like their entire women's division outside of Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo in a gauntlet match. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like good fantasy book. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh but there, there's some standouts in here rosemary kira hope taya valkyrie <clears throat> uh, we know tasha steals from um nwa kylie ray of course was part of um aw kimberly was part of NXT. so lots of lots of recognizers in there um uh, i have to um for Slam anniversary here, uh, next week's episode should be that weekend. Get after one of the two. Well, we'll talk about it a little bit, maybe. We don't talk about impact that here because we don't really watch. But it's uh, hard to watch impact. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's on um, <coughs> um, access access TV now, which actually we get as part of Spectrum's cable service. So. Nice. And that's on Tuesday nights. But Tuesday oh, okay. nights. NWA. I think that's why a lot of people were uh, leaving NWA. Yeah. And the whole NWA, like, pretty much I'm not doing shows. I think it's hurting them more that it would have hurt WWE or AEW. Unfortunately. Because, like, you know, they weren't, they weren't bringing that much revenue anyway from 
from shows that they're doing since they would tape like a month's worth of episodes on, you know, over the course of days. And if you look at artists, they're there every single week. Oh, well. You're talking uh, about that, uh, that fucking Santa Claus dude wearing like the yeah. Syracuse stuff? Yep. It's not Syracuse, it's ET stuff. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Fuck ET, by the way. Friend of the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Uh, that's going to round out the news. Or, bro, there's nothing else really that I see. Um, that we can talk about. So um, we're going to take a quick break here. Word from one of our sponsors, and we'll be back with our uh, our Get in the Ring segment. So stay tuned. What's up, WrestleGeddon podcast fans? This is Rose with Bright Rose Events. Here to announce we have a new subscription box for all your tingling sensations. Check out www.cratejoy.com and research dates in a box. Even wrestling fans need love too. And so you can get your wrestle on with the one you love. Have a date night delivered to your house every month for you and that special someone. That's www.cratejoy.com. Searching dates in a box. All right, fellas, you ready to uh, to get in the ring? Keep on rolling, baby. <laughs> All right, so let's start getting the ring segment with from last week. <clears throat> oh, damn. Uh, nothing major. They had they replayed the Boneyard match. Who won that one? A, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a joke, Chris. <laughs> I know. Mm. <laughs> Who won the Boneyard match? There's no actual trivia question for the week. <laughs> There's no pinfalls. There were no actual rules. Nothing your opponent to win the match. So I mean, <laughs> who did win? <laughs> I've seen you know AJ Styles a million times. I haven't seen Undertaker yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, oh. the the clear was us the fans. Yes. Undertaker got counted out when he drove away. (laughs) 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 Oh my goodness. I love it. Oh, awesome. Uh, We also had a fatal four the number one contender, Bailey SmackDown Women's Championship. By my girl. 
So pretty excited oh, yeah. about that. Um, so Nikki will get a shot at the SmackDown Women's Championship. Extreme Rules. Well, it should be at Extreme Rules. Pretty like that, Matt. Of course, we ended the show main event. You know, Baron Corbin. Um, man, do take her. Those are um, there's no Matt Riddle this week. Um, apparently he will be on next week. Um, he was which of course there. Will be, he was there. I saw yeah. nothing. About he didn't Matt like Riddle. wrestle, but he was there. Was he? He was, he was at uh, the end of the show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were like all beating the shit out of Corbin. Oh, uh, okay. He hit his finisher so, on Corbin. Okay, so nothing spectacular then. No. Which which did what did he do? The bro to sleep or the bro hammer? Uh <clears throat> I think the bro hammer. The bro mission. Actually. <laughs> I don't remember actually. I still want to see Matt Riddle versus Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar in a triple threat match. Oh man, he just made Carl Cream a little. <laughs> no, uh, just mainly because I want to see like the stiff punches at Goldberg and Brock throw at Riddle. Dude, For I all the shit talking, Brock. I just, yeah, the... just want to see Brock beat the absolute shit out of fucking Riddle. Just, fucking all the shit. shit that Riddle's been talking. <laughs> oh, that'd be freaking awesome. Um, okay, yep. so yeah, so I guess he's gonna have a sit down with uh, Michael Cole next week, a little interview type thing. But nobody really gives a shit. Uh, Monday Night Raw, we start off the show with a contract signing, which literally was a brawl when the show started between um, Oscar and Bailey and Sasha until. Um, Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler came out, and then they signed the contracts, whatever. Then we got a mixed tag match main event with Drew and Asuka um, losing to Dolph and Sasha, which wasn't a bad match. I mean, that's what you'd expect. Uh, we also had MVP take on Apollo Crews in the non match. MVP beat Apollo. Um, Andrade and Angel Garza. Um, Andrade and Garza actually picked up the win, surprisingly. The Viking Raiders have been like pansyfied on the main roster. What's well, funny that they like won that match, but then they lost together against the Big Show. Yeah, <laughs> well, it just it just kills me like how dominant the Viking Raiders were in aid in um, NXT, and they move them to the main roster and they're like shit. It's like oh, we're gonna do this freaking. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But the Viking Raiders are still on TV. The Ascension got completely wiped out of everything. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, the highlight for me for Raw, though, was uh, Peyton Royce versus Ruby Riot. Um, Peyton picked up the win with that, the sick finisher that she did, which was freaking amazing. It was almost like a like a spinning like suplex DD type DDT type thing. It was awesome. It kind of reminded me of uh of uh Goldust's uh finisher. You know, the final cut. 
Yeah. It's very it actually very similar to that, but it was yeah. it was really well it done. What, like she pulled it off it great. Like. So, so, yeah, this is very very impressive. So, yeah. it's pretty cool. Uh, I think so. That was Raw NXT. We'll jump into NXT. Um, keeping with the WWE theme, uh, we started off with a fatal four way match on NXT uh, between Dakota Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, Mia Yim. Okay, number one contender, Tegan Knox. Elimination match, too. Elimination match came down to Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. The girl with the shiniest wizard, Tegan Knox, picked up the win and will go on to face Io Shirai. How freaking awesome is that going to be? Amazingly awesome. No, the match was awesome to begin with. Super excited. Io Shirai, especially for match with Sasha this past Wednesday. Going against Tegan Knox is going to be great. Um, we also saw Dexter Loomis take on Roderick Strong in ever NXT strap match. Uh, Loomis picked up the win with his submission hold on Roddy. And then the main event, Sasha Banks versus Io Shirai. Io picked up the win. Clean win over Sasha. And then Asuka came out and spit green mist in Sasha's face. Amazing. It was awesome. It was really well done. NXT was pretty good this week. So good that for the second week in a row, they beat AEW in the ratings. <laughs> for something that they just threw together at the last minute and called it the Great American. Yep. You want to know why? <laughs> you want to know why they beat him? I can tell you, I can tell you in two words. You want to know what those two words are? Jake Hager. That's right. I said it. Jake Hager. <laughs> um, I think the reason why, uh, but you would hear, um, you'd hear AEW argue that uh, they won in the key demographic. Um, and the, the key 18, demographic uh, is 39 year olds. Well, no, it was between, it was uh, guys that haven't lost their virginity yet. <laughs> key game key demographic for AW basement dwelling virgins <laughs> just kidding guys no, no, I like AW don't send me any hate mail they're also known as melter marks <laughs> yes trademark that melter marks boom <laughs> How do you <laughs> You watch but New Japan Pro Wrestling rate all Kenny Omega matches five stars. <laughs> Anything WWE does is terrible, including NXT. <laughs> and you don't acknowledge anything else outside of New Japan and AEW. <laughs> oh man, that is a Meltzer mark. <laughs> Yep. All right. So, so NXT was pretty good. AEW is actually a pretty good show this week too. So that was um that was the opening match. Private party. Oh, AEW. Yeah. It was uh Jurassic Express and uh, versus MJF. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Wardlow. I forgot to mark that on here. That was a great match. 
Yeah, that was really good. Great match. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, video of my of the the youngest Madden Burger of the Wrestle Getting Crew watching Luchasaurus pick up the win. So and then he'll tell you exactly what, he'll tell you exactly what a dinosaur says. So so go check that out. So uh, it was awesome. So but that match was great. That was like amazing matchup. Really like AEW has one of the better tag team divisions outside Japan, though, uh, especially compared to WWE's tag, to be, tag team division, which is pretty much non-existent. You know. uh, let's see. But it's pretty much most of the show was like tag teams. Uh, we had Private Party take on Pride and Powerful, which was a great matchup. Yep. And let's Can someone explain to me what the deal was with Sheeta having subtitles when she her English was perfectly clear. Yeah, I know. I t- yeah, I mean that that pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, uh, huh? Uh, it's, like, it's not why? like it's not like we're listening to Oscar where we need the subtitles because you know, her English isn't isn't all that great. And same with Shinsuke, but I mean, Sheeta's English was very clear and very very precise. That's what she was saying. So we didn't really need the subtitles, Tony Khan, Cody, Kenny Omega, Marco. <laughs> subtitles are not necessary. For- oh. uh, Shida did pick up the win over Penelope Ford, which is actually a really good match, surprisingly. Um, my biggest gripe, and it was the same thing when they had that fatal four-way match a while back. Penelope it Ford was had um, too much clothes on. <laughs> uh no, wasn't that. That that's a grape as well. But when Penelope Ford went to do the lethal injection, like I don't know what she calls it, but I'm calling it the lethal injection because that's what it is. So you know, her handspring into the into the stunner off the ropes. She doesn't set it up. Like there's no setup. So it's literally she runs past the person and does the handspring. And they're just standing there waiting for her. Like, she could have, like, clipped Sheeta in the back or, like, you know, capped her in the head or something like that just to kind of get the reaction, go into the handspring and come in, into the cutter. But, nope, I'm just going to run by you, handspring into the ropes, and expect you to be standing there waiting for me. Which is exactly what <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> We don't So that that's just my gripe with that with that move. Like lethal will set it up, like in like a kick or something, and then he'll go into the hands and do the cutter. Somebody, whoever I think Omega is actually the producer for the women's matches. And you think with someone who does his in ring stuff so precise on what he does, that that would translate into the women's division. As far as like you know, make sure thing you do has a purpose. Little things like, hey, let me, I'm gonna you know kick you in the shin or something, and then go into my handspring cutter thing, and we don't even do that. Like, really, I'm just gonna go into the handspring and do the cutter, 
and you can stand there and wait for me where, you know, like make it look like you're going to try to reverse it, but don't type of thing. So that's my biggest gripe. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, Cody defended the title against Jake Hager. Uh, unfinished TNT television. Uh, my son actually, before he goes to bed, he like wanders like back and forth from like to the living room. So my wife will be in the like doing like work for her, like, her business, and then I'll be in the living room watching TV. Run back and forth between the two of us before he passes out. Jake Hager put my kid to sleep. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't Cody. Nope. It was Jake Hager. <laughs> oh, Jake Hager needs to go somewhere far away. Far away. I don't know if he's putting kids to sleep. You might want them to wrestle every night, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's putting the, if he's putting the kids to sleep, if I was actually paying more attention, that you probably would have put me to sleep. <laughs> I can agree with that. I wasn't really paying much attention to it either. I end up looking over at the T. I end up looking over and I'm like, "Damn, why is Hager? Oh, he lost. Oh, uh, thank God." <laughs> that was basically my reaction to that match. With a terrible finish, by the way. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Uh, Cody into his submission. And then Cody, like, did a float over, reversal. Um, Ended up pinning Hager. And the thing that kills me is, like, when they do that type of thing, like, the guy's, like, the guy that loses who thinks, you know, they actually won. It's like, realize, hey, that's not my music. It's like, you don't realize that? You can't hear that? That's, there's barely... You can't hear that's not your music? <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you. Lord. Garbage. That's what that is. It's all garbage. Gab to the beach. But uh, yeah, and then we had that uh, right. amazing tag team match. Yes, best friends versus Hangman and Omega. Oh my God! Entrance of the night by the best friends rolling up in the minivan driven by. <laughs> Freaking awesome! <laughs> it was. <laughs> Oh man, that was that was like the highlight of my night. Was that I was, I was like, man, Trent's mom drove them to work, <laughs> dropped them off, and she was sitting in the crowd watching. I was like, that's awesome, <laughs> so good. But the match is great. Uh, of course, Hangman and um, Omega retain their titles, so they will go on to fight for Fallen to face whoever is. Next in line for that. I don't even remember who it was. If it's anybody. Because it's probably definitely not like the number one ranked tag team. It'll probably be somebody else. I actually don't know who the number one ranked tag team is. 
Didn't we say I thought we were talking about like a number one contenders match uh last week or the week before or something like that, right? Yeah, that was for um for this week. So it was best friends versus um the sex gods. Uh, so they put up their number one contendership against um Jericho and Sammy. Yeah. Um, but I can find out who the uh what the current AEW rankings are. We can run through that here real quick. Sounds good. And then I could say a little bit about what I was talking to you about with the ow, you fucking asshole. Sorry, my cat clawed the shit out of my hand. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. That that's not getting it edited out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, I was telling uh, Chris, Carl, that afterwards, because mm-hmm. FTR was watching the match in their little lawn chairs, which was hilarious. They uh, there's kind of like a confrontation with like FTR. So basically, FTR came out there to get beers to Hangman and Omega, mm-hmm. and Omega doesn't drink beer, so he like got the beer and started pouring it out. So, uh, I don't fucking know their names, but Dash, whichever one, the bald one, mm-hmm. uh, Cash and the one that looks wait, Cash. Let me tell you, somebody, and, and this will make you laugh. Does, does Carl? Does mm-hmm. does he not look like Robert Fowler? He does. You know who I'm talking about. It was just like him. Are we dropping names in the in the global podcast, man? Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know who that is, so it doesn't matter. But hopefully, now he will listen to this podcast on one day, Facebook. and then he'll know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, that guy, oh, uh, the say bald yeah. one. Say yeah, the bald one. Anyways, he uh, I think he got really bad that he. Uh, was spilling out the beer, so they started getting in a fight. But what was crazy about it, and I was telling Chris, is so the Bucks came out there to kind of like defend Omega, and it ended up being like the Bucks and Omega on like one side, and FTR and Adam Page on the other side. Because Adam Page oh. wasn't with the Bucks and Omega, so it's just kind of interesting. Like, so you think they're going they've been, uh, Sasha Bailey uh, with them or something? I don't know. Well, they've been, I just think it's been, interesting they've kind of been teasing it for so long. Page has been trying to separate himself from the elite for a while, but they keep drawing him back in. So, like, that whole, like, with him winning the tag titles with Kenny, like, it wasn't something he wanted to do. Like, he didn't want a team with Kenny. He just got thrown into it. And the same thing with the, um, the football field brawl or whatever the hell it was, gridiron brawl or whatever. Like, leading up to that, Omega didn't want anything to do with it. Like, he'd always be, like, the last one coming out. And every time he did, he had a drink in his hand. Like, he just he just didn't want anything a, to do with, with the Elite. It was a stadium stampede, Chris. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> a stadium stampede. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so I've got the rankings pulled up. These are as of July 1st, 2010. Um, so we are looking at, uh, we'll start at, since we we're talking tag team, uh, the highest ranked team right now is still the best friend. Uh, number two, they're 
Uh, the Dark Order is six and zero. Oh. The Young Bucks are four and two. The Natural Nightmares are five and one, and Private Party is four and two. And Kenny and Hangman Page, after um, their victory, are eight and zero. Oh. My thing is this: I want to know what Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss's tag team record is. Yeah, two and one. Right? Well, I mean, FTR's undefeated. Well, they've had like one match though. Doesn't matter. Or two matches. Still undefeated. Still undefeated. <laughs> but, um, so, but I think Dark Order is probably going to be the next one to get their get a tag team title shot. Probably. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Women's division. Nyla Rose, number one ranked six and two. She will actually be taking on coming Wednesday for night two of Fighter Fest. I think it's this week that she's taking on. I know she was taking yeah. on the winner, uh, Penelope and Sheeta. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, Penelope Ford is four and three. So she's ranked number two. Uh, Big Swole is four and three as well, but she's ranked number three. So shouldn't it be like tied at like. Mm, depends. And then, yeah. I don't know what their factors are, but uh, Chris Statlander I mean, and Britt Baker. like if maybe they had a match together and Penelope beat her. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, Chris Statlander and um, both who are you know, injured. And then Sheeta is twelve in. Uh, number one ranked is MJF seven and zero after his victory over. Well, actually, that was a tag team match, so yeah. Um, which is five and zero. Archer is eight and one. Five and one, and. Lee- Beyond Chris Jericho is two and one. Uh, Moxley is still burning, no, because he hasn't wrestled. And one. So those are nice. AEW ranking is a July 1st. So. Way to go, guys, on your records. All right. What, what? Okay, so let's, um, let's run down preview. For next week, for night two of us, Great American Bash. I'll uh, go over these real quick. We um, tag team title match Kenny Omega and Hangman Page. So that is the answer to that question. Party gets the next title shot. Uh, we've got Chris Jericho versus Kenny, Ella uh, versus Archer, Bucks, and the F. Versus the Butcher, the Blade, and the Butcher Brothers. The first time we've seen the Bros in a while. So I'm excited for that. Anala Rose, of course, will be taking on Cheetah and Mr. Brody Lee and Colt Cabana and Stu Grayson. will take on the team of SCU. And Cage and Moxley has been pushed for Fallen in two weeks. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they put that or longer. So that is night two of Fighter Fest, which will be next week. And the updated card so far for Great American Bash 
We have the return of Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Brizongo and Drake Maverick taking on El Legado del Fantasma. Yep. Uh, we have a street fight between Mia Yim and Candice LeRae, which was announced this past Wednesday night. And the winner-take-all match NXT champion Adam Cole taking on the NXT North American champion Limitless Keith Lee. I'm excited for that match. Me too. Super excited. So what do we do? Do do we give Adam Cole both titles or do we does Adam Cole drop the NXT World Championship to Keith Lee? My guess, Killer Cross destroys everybody and says, fuck y'all. I honestly would not be surprised if that's what happens. I think you got to move Adam Cole up to the main roster. But that's my... I mean, do you move Adam Cole to the main roster or do you move Undisputed Era to the main roster? Adam Cole. Baby. I want to see all on the on the roster. Adam Cole, I'm cool with that too, but I want to see the whole group. But I don't think it's happening anytime soon. I think um, the way they want, I think Garrett, your go uh, across interrupting the match will probably be what happened. During he's uh, made his uh, move Adam Cole already. Yes. Very interesting to see what happens this coming week. Who knows? Maybe Trent's mom will drive one of them to the ring. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that is, that's our get in the ring. Um, Something from this past week. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with our uh, points of articulation. We got a few things to talk about there. Uh, weekly trivia and of course our week our month four week one fantasy bookings garrett you're going down yeah probably right off the bat right off the probably. bat so. <laughs> all right so we'll be right back stay tuned hey russell gooden podcast are you a fan of old school wwf but you don't want to give that millionaire vince mcmahon any more money well, lucky for you, I owned a VCR back in the 90s and recorded every pay-per-view. Each tape is $15.99, and we can meet up at the Mayflower on 15501. Hit me up on Facebook, Lil Jeffrey. I still got vape juice. All right, all right. So let's get into the points of articulation. These are dolls, and they're certainly not teddy bears. All right, so for everybody that missed the Mr. T pre-sale on entertainmentearth.com last week, um, he will be available on 722 via com. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Set your alarm, bookmark the page, whatever you need to do. Um, if you're like me and you're trying to get two, um, that'd be another outlet for you. Um, as I've got my pre-order in at entertainmentearth.com. So definitely looking forward to 
Mattel Creations on 722. Uh, we already talked about the Action Force Sergeant Slaughter um, earlier in the program. So just a reminder on that, you can pre-order through BigBadToyStore.com. Psyched for that. It's going to be an awesome-looking figure. Uh, speaking of awesome-looking figures, uh, Super 7's New Japan Pro Wrestling Series 1 actually got put in October. So we won't be seeing a release on those until October this year. And some of the biggest news, uh, Wicked Cool Toys and Jazzwares released mock and loose pictures, studio shots of their AEW and UFC lines. <coughs> uh, apparently, the UFC lines can be a little bit smaller, as this is not a true Series 1. It's the water with, from what they're saying. But I will say that the AEW figures, I'm super disappointed in those, like, overall. Some of them, some of them look good. Um, the Jericho actually looks pretty good. All three versions of Jericho. Uh, someone pointed out that Cody looks like the kid from the uh, the video that says he likes turtles. I like turtles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Cody <laughs> AW figure looks like the I like turtles kid. <laughs> I like turtles. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, someone else had posted the uh, the prototype shots from Toy Fair of Kenny Omega, um, side by side with the the studio shots that they released through our Ringside Collectibles, basically saying, "I was told I was getting this, and this is what I'm actually getting." So it's just not very like the face sculpt was more detailed on the prototype, which generally is how it is compared to the actual final product release um i did not pre-order any of these um they will be in walmart stores starting in august uh so i'm kind of waiting to see what they actually look like in person before i decide if i'm going all in pun intended or just cherry picking some of the figures out of these Um, awesome so that is the uh, the points of articulation uh let's go ahead and jump into the trivia uh, when do you guys want to do trivia? I think Carl should do it. Dude, you're not going to read. Well, man, come on, man. Come on, man. He's from Tennessee. You know he sound, can't read. Sound, sound out your syllables. <laughs> All right, just let me know when we're starting. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Cut the music. <laughs> this week, true. We don't have music. We don't have music no, for trivia. We don't have music for trivia. No. <laughs> you know what's sad? I didn't even think that's what he said. I thought he said, cut my music. <laughs> we need fucking music for trivia, dude. Like, at least like some what? Jeopardy or something. All right. Um. I'll, I'll find something that we can play in the background of the trivia thing. Not every segment needs like an intro music. All right. <laughs> All right, this uh, last week's trivia was uh, true or false. Rowdy Roddy Piper has never competed in a match at SummerSlam. And if you answered true, uh, you got it right. Congratulations. (laughs) Um, You did it. And then uh, this week's question, I think we agreed on, um, is uh, what was the main event at the first ever... Great American Bash 
1985, I think we said it was. Um, so if you know the main event, he was alive in 85. Uh, I was not conceived yet. Um, <laughs> drop us an answer at uh, Ask Russell Gooden. Really? I'm older than you, Carl? Huh? So I'm older uh, than you? I'm guessing so, man. I was born in uh, 1986. I was born in What? Damn. I'm old. Damn, almost 40. Almost 40 doing a <laughs> podcast of wrestling and action figures. <laughs> and fantasy booking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I realize I realize more and more how bad I am at this. <laughs> how bad you're at what? Fantasy booking. Uh-uh. It's okay. I'm not bad <laughs> at like making matches and like, but it, it's more like certain. I'm not good with like super complex storylines, but you know, I'll I'll get there. Oh, like mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yours. I mean, I don't not have storylines. It's just, I just don't have super complex storylines. <laughs> you know, like well, what he's going to read here in a minute. <laughs> it's it's got to set up the music. Cut the music. All right. But if you think you know the answer to this week's trivia question, um, you can email us at askrussellgadden at gmail.com. Let's go ahead and throw in the subject line episode 49 trivia answered or you can post the answer on any social media post so so with that being said fantasy bookings month four week run raw versus smackdown the heat versus g money let's do it Um, well, but, uh, before, I went first. I know, but before we do this, I need to. Uh, I need to know what my new budget pick is, so because it does. Yes, matter. yes, because Carl Garrett lost last month, um, so Carl gets to replace one of Garrett's legends. Okay, you want to do it? <sighs> We're doing it beforehand. Yes, because it matters. All right, it matters. Okay. Well, it so... might matter. It, it, it does matter. <laughs> um, Ricky the Dragon uh, Steamboat is going to get the uh, boot. Oh, God. Okay. And I was, I was looking at uh, Garrett's roster, and I think at, he needs uh, porn. Get it no, ready. I said your roster. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and. Um, and Sammy's only fans. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, Garrett is a, a good heel. And uh, I wanted to pick someone that Garrett would have to do some research on because I know um, he don't doesn't know this guy. But uh, Garrett's new legend is no other than Nikita Koloff. Okay. Ooh. <sighs> I got to write this Nikita down. Koloff. I don't have a fucking pen. Where's my pen? That's that's legendary, Garrett. Nikita Koloff. I mean, he acts like I don't watch NWA at all. Uh, (laughs) 
brutal battles with Magnum TA. Nice. Well, you know, that's fine because that means, you know, whatever. Uh, well, while I look for a pen, you can go ahead and read your long-ass paragraph. There we go. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we open Raw this week with Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly in the ring welcoming Eli Drake as the new disputed era. Uh, Adam Cole goes on to say his quest for the WWE Championship is far from over. And Finn Balor better hold that title a little tighter each night because his days as champion are numbered. Eli Drake then grabs the mic and runs down AJ Styles and says he expected him to put up more of a fight. Styles hits the ring but is immediately beaten down until Gallows and make the save and clear the ring. Finn grabs the mic and says, Undisputed Era, you want a war? You got one. You're going to learn the hard way that when you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. And that goes into singles match. Zicky Dice taking on Isaiah Swerve Scott. Isaiah Scott picks up the win after a, with a schoolboy after Zicky attempted to use the briefcase to get a quick, cheap win. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, my show starts off with uh, Becky. She, uh, she comes out complaining that she was... Uh, not put in the uh, elimination chamber like she so deserves. And, uh, and now she's pregnant. And now she's pregnant. So uh, <laughs> I'll take her off my program. Anyways, uh, Ripley comes out and uh, pretty pissed off because she, uh, she got pinned in a way she didn't like. So she decides she's going to take her frustrations out on Becky. And... Uh, yeah, that sets up a singles match between Becky and Ripley, and uh, yeah, Ripley beats the shit out over and hits a riptide on her, and that's how that happens. Um, I'll go with uh, Garrett on this one. Ooh. All right. Ooh, 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 look at that! All right, it's because Zicky lost, wasn't it? Yeah. all right next match um is a women's singles match pitting melina versus sheeta um melina picks up the win after mia yim and mercedes martinez distract sheeta um melina does a post-match promo uh she says this is the this is a revolution, and we're taking the Raw women's division by force, and it starts here tonight as I tear through every competitor on my way to the Raw Women's Championship, and I will do so by any means necessary. Oh, boy. Well, my uh, second match is a normal tag team match that sees the Street Profits versus the Usos. Uh, with the Usos winning with a super kick big splash combo. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris on this one. I mean, once I saw there was titties in the second match, I knew who you're picking. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> um, my next match is a men's tag team match between the Lucha Bros against 
Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. Uh, the Lucha Bros pick up the win after hitting Cardona with the package pile driver, double foot stomp combo. Uh, my match three is uh, Seth Rollins versus Kota Abushi. Uh, Abushi ends up winning by disqualification when Roderick Strong decides to come out there and beat Abushi because, you know, he uh, he's still mad after uh, that elimination chamber. And uh, Seth ends up uh, joining in and beating the shit out of Abushi until Mr. Nick Aldis comes out to fend them off to leave all the ring cleared out. The faces in the ring. Um. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris because I like the finish better. All right. All right. So uh, my next match is a singles match uh, with Matt Hardy taking on Naito. Uh, Matt Hardy is still wearing his bloodstained clothes from the Fiend's brutal a few weeks ago. Uh, Naito got the win with Destino after some distracting laughs and flickering lights. Um, after the match, Hardy is sitting in the ring laughing. Uh, my match four is uh, Jesus Christ. My fucking phone doesn't stay in my lap. You fucking asshole. I thought I was right one. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> You're taking uh, on Rick Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Anyways, uh, my match four is uh, Cody Rhodes and the Bucks versus uh, Carl's favorite team, the Gorgeous Gods, and Ricky Starks, a.k.a. Flex Cabana. Go uh, on the <laughs> Facebook page to see that. Anyways, uh <clears throat> Uh, the Gorgeous Gods and Ricky pick up the win. Uh, I'll go with Garrett on this. Teaming up uh, somebody I hate with somebody I love. Uh... <laughs> All right. So it's uh, it's tied up there. Yep. Two to two. It's going to come down to our main events. Yes. Uh, my main event is a rematch from Backlash. Uh, this past pay-per-view, and it's AJ Styles taking it. Um, Eli Drake picks up the win with a quick roll-up after a low blow. Uh, Drake starts beating down AJ Styles after the match. Uh, the rest of Undisputed Era makes their way to the ring, only to be hit from behind by the club. And the show closes AEW slash WCW style with a massive brawl between Undisputed Era and the club. Uh well my match five is a uh it's a world championship match. Uh the number one contender Cesaro is getting his title shot against one Kenny Omega. And uh after a hellacious match, Kenny Omega ends up hitting a one winged angel for the win. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, uh, this is kind of tough, yeah. Especially when it's like a tie and I'm like going in between a fucking tiebreaker. Um, mm. 
Mm. So do I want to go with the, you know, saying the same match, Eli Drake versus, or the world title being defended the next night after pay-per-view? Dun, dun, dun. Um, really like Omega, Cesaro, not so much. Um... I don't think he can get better than uh, Eli Drake and AJ Styles. I'm going to go Chris. All right. Sounds good. Nice. All right. So week one is in the books. Victory is mine. So we shall see what week two has in store. All right. All right. All right. So that is going to bring us to a close for this episode of the WrestleGeddon podcast. Um, as always, uh, be sure to check out friends at the Chick Foley Show um, on Facebook or not Facebook, um, Twitter at Chick Foley Show and Instagram at Chick Foley Show as well. And our friends at the Run In Podcast, uh, which you can find them on Twitter at. Uh, hold on, pulling up now. Trying to remember all these things off the top of my head. <laughs> At a run in podcast and Instagram um, at run in podcast as well. Um, I believe both of those are correct. Um, I don't have Instagram on my tablet, um, but if you do a search for the run in podcast, you'll find it. So, subscribe to their, their shows as well on all your major platforms. Um, leave five star reviews for all of us on Apple Podcasts um, if you're listening to us on iTunes. Uh, if you are listening to us on iTunes, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. And if you do so, go ahead and screenshot that and uh, send it to us on Twitter, either through DM or you know direct message or whatever. Um, that'd be greatly appreciated. And we may send you maybe maybe a uh, WrestleGen Pod sticker. Got some stickers? I'll send you a sticker for a five-star review. So, all right. And as always, follow us on Twitter at WrestleGenPod with one D. Instagram, WrestleGenPod with two Ds. Facebook.com slash WrestleGenPod. WrestleGenPod with one D. And you can email us at askwrestlegen at gmail.com. And this week, the theme of the week, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to pick. Tough decision. I don't know, man, but sitting in the tub water, I'm I'm turning into a raisin. All right, so we had a a little technical difficulty there as I was trying to decide the theme of the week. Um, But as we were waiting to reconnect, I decided in honor of our latest follow on Instagram, the legendary Hall of Famer Sergeant Slaughter will be the theme of the week will be Sergeant Slaughter's theme. Love it. So me, I gotta awesome. find my towel to go to the tub. <laughs> <laughs> dude, you gotta be waterlogged by now. Yeah, dude, that was like a reason. That's like that's like almost two hours in the tub, man. <laughs> you good? Does somebody need to call your mama? <laughs> Somebody call my mama. 
Oh, man. So <laughs> on that note, uh, thank you all for listening. This was episode 49. Guess. We really appreciate it. Um, as always, if you do enjoy the show, go ahead and leave us that five-star review on iTunes. That'll help get us some more, a little more notoriety. Well, more. Yeah, notoriety. A little more um, exposure, so to say. Help us expose ourselves on iTunes. Or just help us expose ourselves. You know? There you go. Well, yeah, well, we're trying to expose ourselves on iTunes. <laughs> we need more exposure. Mm-hmm. Yep. We need to, to expose ourselves more on iTunes. All right, so apparently Anchor doesn't want us exposing ourselves on iTunes because it's cut us off again. So <laughs> I missed the technical difficulties. Um, like I was saying, thank you all for listening. Um, we'll just end this real quick before we get cut off again. <laughs> on behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, Garrett G. Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Call, Crossland, thank you all for listening, and we look forward to talking to you all next week, episode 50 on the WrestleGannon Podcast. Later, Marks. AEW sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I dropped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is not with us. <laughs>